This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Open for Business. I'm Christine Wong. What does it take to go from serving meals on wheels to surviving lockdowns to finally finding a brick-and-mortar home? I have Ashan Benifu, managing partner of Tex-Mex F&B outlet Gringos with me in studio to discuss their journey over the years. Thank you, Christine. First of all, Gringos is actually originated from a food truck which we set up back in 2014. At that time, it was the in thing back then. Me and my the other two partners, which is uh, Ashraf and the other the other partner, Mr. Chia, uh, we decided to venture into food truck because that's the low startup capital, and at that point in time, we needed to actually do venture into FMB business. Mm-hmm. It took quite some time for the truck to be ready for operation, maybe about eight months. From the date where we incorporated our limited liability partnership. Right. So just to get this straight as well, this is a collaboration between you and a number of other, you know, co-managers, co-managing partners. Yes. Uh, and had you had any of you had any previous entrepreneurship or uh, F&B experience before uh, creating the food truck? Previously, I do not have any entrepreneur experience. But I'm a I'm an, an accountant by training and a lawyer by profession. So, for the past eight to nine years, I was involved in the construction uh, company, also in a law firm, plus entertainment industry. But something was missing back then, because me and my the other two partners, we both are actually foodie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but at the time, we still un- we still unsure what kind of menu we want to sell. So. Mr. Chia, one of our co co-founding partner, he decided to introduce me to another friend who has experience in serving Tex-Mex cuisine. Mm. He was formerly trained in Singapore and just returned to Malaysia at that point in time. So we approached him. At that time, he was still fresh, but I could see his talent in making this uh, Tex-Mex cuisine dishes. So. After the food tasting, we decided that, oh, this could sell. Why not we do a second food tasting? And at the same time, we do the cost crunching numbers to ascertain the the cost of selling and then to determine the selling price. It just happened there and then. Hmm. So just out of interest, right? You basically jumped straight into wanting to establish a food truck first. That, was there any thought of starting out more traditionally at all with like a brick and mortar outlet or anything like that? Why jump straight to food truck? At that point in time, uh, brick and mortar is not in our discussion at all. Because number one, we need to enter the market and penetrate the market with a very limited budget. Number two, even though the three of us are the fan of this uh, Mexican food, Tex-Mex cuisine or bar and grill concept, but we do not know whether a new name to penetrate the market is able to sustain with the brick and mortar concept. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go for food truck first and we see how later on. Right. And this was back in uh, 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, correct. Right. So quite a while ago. And I think at that time as well, uh, Tex-Mex was not, like you said, 
not a very well-known cuisine. I think it's picking up speed and popularity uh, here, especially in Malaysia, as time has gone on. But I think at the time, you know, it was... You could count on one hand, right? Like the amount of uh, Tex-Mex or even Mexican in general kind of, of F&B outlets at, the, at that point. So yes. I think what an interesting way to start, first of all, with two unique points in a way, right? You've got the style of cuisine and then you've got the food truck aspect of that. So talk to me a little bit about that process of getting the food truck up and running. Okay. At first, with the limited budget that we had, what we did was we went to the secondhand truck seller. Hmm. So we approached them. At that point in time, food truck is just the in thing. It just about one or two years is still fresh in the market. So the the shop owner was telling us, if you want us to modify the conventional truck to a food truck, it will cost most probably about hundred to hundred twenty thousand. At that time, we didn't have that much money. So I mean, do you mind me asking what that limited budget was? Uh, it's about. Fifty thousand mm. at, at that point in time. So what we do is, I managed to get a personal loan from a local bank to finance the purchase of the truck and the modification cost. Believe it or not, the stainless steel of the equipment itself costs us about sixty-five thousand at that time, mm. not including the renovation and construction of the whole truck. But we were lucky the back of the truck that one of my uncle, he managed to get the, some sort of like a box from, from France is, is built by uh, fiberglass. I see. Yeah. So we, we took that box and mounted it on top of the back of the truck. And it, it became, it became the, our kitchen. I see. Uh, okay, yeah. right. So basically you started off with, first of all, you were working with that budget. Then you found the seller, the secondhand seller. And then you converted a traditional truck into the food truck. Plus you added on that fiberglass addition at the back that became your kitchen. Correct. I see. That's really interesting. So, you know, going through all of that as well, I'm curious to know, what was the process of also getting it licensed and officially registered as like a food truck as a you know a business from the vehicle itself as far as i can remember the truck was ready back in 31st july 2015 so we decided to start our operation on the 1st of august itself before we can even come to tamantun to to do our daily operation we were approached by Chempaka International School Ceras hmm. to do an event there for their one of their event. How did they know that you guys existed before you even started operating? Oh, because my my sister was a student there. Oh, I see. Uh, so my sister right. was telling the the teachers there that saying that oh my brother is starting a new business, it's a food truck. I so see. If you all want to try. Then can ask them to come on the on our first day is our our event day. Wow, I mean, not everyone gets that same uh, opportunity, right? Just immediately the first day of business, you got yes <laughs> customers lining up. <laughs> yes, and it was quite fun because we didn't expect that the turnout to be such a way. In fact, because the school did preempted us that uh, we can sell whatever we want except any beef product. So we thought it's just a normal sale on that day, but we didn't expect that it's going to be a very, very huge turnout. I, what I could say is that from from year one until form five, I think everybody line up at mm. the same time. So it's quite overwhelming, but it's 
kind of satisfying though. Amazing. <laughs> That's so fascinating. And then, you know, from that, I mean, you mentioned that your day-to-day operations were in Tamantun at the time, and then they are now as well, but in a different capacity. Yes. We'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But what made you decide on a Tamantun as the primary parking place for the food truck? While waiting for our truck to be completed, we did the market research in few places. Predominantly, Tamantun, Damansara, and also Cheras. Why Cheras? was because most of us came from Cheras. Okay, that makes uh, sense. So, but then we noticed that the demographic of Cheras is not suitable for this kind of food. Hmm. So, I spoke to all the partners. I said, why not we try in Tamantun first? Because they are more receptive and more acceptable to this kind of food. Hmm. Then, immediately after our event day, the next day, we decided to park our food truck at Maybank Tamantun here, uh, Lorong Raim Kajai 14. Mm-hmm. And then for the next two years after that, we've been the mainstay in Tamantun. Amazing. Yeah. All right, so well, it's time to take a short break for some messages. But after that, we'll talk about the effect of the pandemic as well as where they have gone next uh, here on Open for Business on BFM 89.9. Begin fun moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You're listening to Open for Business. I'm Christine Wong. I have Ashan Benny Fu, otherwise known as Ben, who is the managing partner of Texmax F&B outlet Gringos here in the studio with me. And they're just discussing their journey over the years. So they started off with a food truck, and that's what we were talking about before the break. And now, you know, you had this food truck, you had this great start to the business by having a school event, and then, you know, you operated in uh, TGDI for a while. Um... And then the pandemic hit. And that was an interesting situation for you guys because uh, as far as I am aware, F- the F&B industry was considered an essential industry. But right. food trucks specifically had a few obstacles to jump through, I think, at the time. So tell me a little bit about that experience for you. Okay. As mentioned before, our food truck has been operating in Tamantun since 2015 until the pandemic hits us. So when the government announced the first lockdown, which was 2020, yep. I think 18th of March. Yes. Yeah. So we have no choice but have to stay at home. And, uh, you know, in F&B, we can't do sales if from home, you know. Yeah. So we need to be on site. So from 18th of March until 31st of March, all of us actually just stay at home and we needed to improvise on our business model. Yeah. I think a lot of businesses had to... Yes find some way to adapt or pivot, you know, when everyone was staying at home. So how did you do it? So, you know, even even all my partners are just living just across the street, but we needed Zoom at that time (laughs) to to interact with each other and see how we can go from here. And then we decided to come out with the e-digital pamphlet and start blasting in our Ceras Taman. Mm -hmm. See whether there's any takers at that point in time because we couldn't cross the street to Tamantun and operate our business so yes. we want to we want to test the Cheras market whether whether there's, there's any taker for this kind of food and by that point it's been five years so you know maybe yeah. you never know maybe the Cheras area was more open to it at the time uh, yes correct but until a certain point this this Cheras customer base 
they decided to stop ordering from us because number one they are not used to it this mm-hmm. kind of food so at that point in time we also needed to tweak our menu a little bit right. from selling Tex-Mex food we need to go more local mm. something like uh, tepanyaki beef rice ayam penyek and halal dim sum so during the so, lockdown when yeah. you were addressing a different market you actually changed your menu in order to suit the the locality wow okay yes. brilliant okay so uh, all our chef we gather around and then we ask them apart from Tex-Mex what else can you prepare And not only that, their their task is not only to cook, but after they cook, they have to put on their helmet and deliver to the yes. customer around Cheras. Right. Uh, until the government have relaxed the rule a little bit that we can cross district using the MITI letter, mm-hmm. then we start approaching our regular from TTDIs. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, we managed to gather like per day, we managed to send about 10 to 12 houses. Mm-hmm. In TTDI, and then we go back, and then we still serve our Ciras customer, and then it slowly expanded to Kajang and Bangi uh, with our improvised menu, not only Tex-Mex, with the others as well. Brilliant! That's fantastic. And so obviously now we have made our way through to a more endemic approach to yeah. the pandemic now. And before we get to your Uh, current outlet, your main one here in TDDI, which again we'll get to in a second. You also had a brief presence as restrictions were loosened uh, in Langkawi as well. How did that happen? Okay, Langkawi is a one-off decision whereby the managing director of the team park approached us and say whether do we want to open an outlet there. At that point in time, like I tell you, like I told you before. We were doing deliveries around, right? Because we can't operate our food truck. Mm. So we just say, okay, why not? We just open an outlet there and let's see how it goes. Because the projected walk-ins are quite fantastic at that point in time. So after that, when we operate there about two or three months, it doesn't look like how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to just come back from Langkawi. So out of interest, when was that period of time where you were uh, based in Langkawi for a little bit, uh, was it during the point in time where they were used as that sort of travel bubble experiment or was it after that? Uh, after that. I see. After that. Uh, so the setting up of the restaurant and the mobilization of the staff from KL to Langkawi all was between February and March 2022. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we decided to come back to KL for good, I think around 1st of July. Right. So that's brilliant because it leads us to the current uh, situation that Green Ghost is in, which is you guys have created your outlets in TTDI and that happened in August 2022. Correct. Um, so tell me a bit about what made you want to again put those roots back into TTDI. Okay, for all those past seven years journey with my partners and my staff. So after the Langkawi's experience, I asked them one question whether or not they want to come back to KL and all go separate ways and forget about gringos or let's try it one more chance. Since most of our regular customers are based in Tamantun. So they said, okay, let's try one one more time mm-hmm. in Tamantun. But this time we have to tweak the concept. No more food truck because 
is not the trend anymore because after the two years of lockdown, everybody wants to go out and hang out and chill at one place instead of just like a grab and go yeah. concept. Everyone's clamoring to yes. have a sit down experience Correct. now. Yes. So we decided to come back to Tamantun. It took me about one month to survey the whole area. Not only Burhanuddin helped me, mm-hmm. I also went to Muhammad Fuad and Datuk Sulaiman to actually survey the area and the people around there. But then we couldn't find a unit until the real estate agent approached us saying that, okay, we only have one unit just above Jasima. Do you want to have a look? Even before I went and have a look, I've already verbally confirmed <laughs> with, with him just to lock the unit. You know? It must have felt like, you know, it was sort of fated to be, right? You yeah. were so busy and uh, trying to find uh, an empty unit and then it fell into your lap like yes, that. Yes, correct. Brilliant. So I said, this is it. And then uh, the renovation all took place about 28 days. Yeah. It was a super fast turnaround. I mean, uh, this is uh, uh, funny to speak about this from this perspective, but truly, uh, because I think, uh, I don't know if our listeners know that uh, Manara Ken, the office that BFM stationed in, literally is opposite the road. Yeah. Truly, I looked over across the road. It wasn't there and then it was. It was like magic. <laughs> okay. So that's really fascinating to know that it really was that fast. In just the space of a month, it was up and running. Yes, because once we decided to come back from Langkawi to KL, we only have that two-month window to start our operation. Mm-hmm. Why? Because everybody, all my team members are dependent on the yes. the operation income. So we couldn't... Wait around. Wait around and we engage an interior designer to help us out on the design. And then all the equipments, the decoration, mm-hmm. the... The tables, the, the chairs, tables the kitchen chairs, equipment, all, everything. All we source ourselves. Mm. Yep. Well, brilliant. Yep. So, you know, now you are... You found your roots back in TTDI mm. and now you have this outlet. Uh, and as far as uh, I'm concerned, seems to be going fairly well at the moment, but I'm so curious to know what are the plans for the future of Gringos? Okay, for the short-term plan, we are planning to build our brand name f- number one first around Tamantun. We noticed that even though we've been operating here for the past seven years, there are still many people that do not know us. So that's one. I've also briefed the sales and marketing team to actually be more aggressive around Tamantun because this is our base. So, number two, the medium-term plan mm-hmm. between two years to four years from now, we will actually want to look into multiple outlet. Yep. And that will be somewhere around uh, Damansara, Monkiara or Hatamas. Mm-hmm. But it depends very much on our short-term target whether we manage to achieve to build the brand name here first or not. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What about going back to the food truck situation? Is that happening? Yes, of course. Uh, like I said before, we want to build our brand name here in Tamantun. So we're going to also mobilize our food truck at the other side of Tamantun. Mm, so then you're going to cover the whole area. Yes. Brilliant. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much. That actually brings us to the end of our conversation. But I've loved chatting about Green Coast with you. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. This is Open for Business. I'm Christine Wong. I've been speaking to Azhan Benifu, Managing Partner of Texmax F&B Outlet Green Coast. If you've missed any of today's conversation, of course, you can go and find the podcast. It's available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. And you can also find the podcast on our website, bfn.my. This is BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.